0: Thanks for checking out this message from Coastal Community Church. We hope it's helpful and encouraging. Hey everyone, welcome to Coastal. I am Pastor Scott and I'm excited to be able to bring today's message to you. This is week three of our Welcome Home series. Pastor Chris began and kicked off this message a couple weeks ago on Easter Sunday where he talked about the forgiveness that we experience in God. And then last week he followed that up with the family that we gain from being in a relationship with God. And so today, this week, we're going to key in on the freedom that we have in God through Christ. So I hope that you're excited today for the message, as I am excited to be able to bring it to you. Now, this is not the freedom that right now you are sitting on your couch longing for as you sit there in your house for the la- today and the last several weeks. It's definitely not the freedom to eat everything in your refrigerator or pantry that we see every hour of the day when we walk over to those things and peek right in. It's like we walk to and we're hoping for our prayer to be answered for a large bucket of no fat but tastes like it has fat ice cream or maybe that special edition bag of weight loss Doritos that's finally been answered. Now this is a freedom that removes the guilt, shame and isolation that we feel in our life because of the sinful things that we have done or maybe that we are doing right now. So as we dive into this topic of freedom, just to get you thinking, I would love for you right now, maybe in the comments below, post the name of a book or a movie that comes to mind when you think about freedom. Some of those that come to my mind, Braveheart, Gladiator, uh, you know, The Patriot, these different movies and, and books that come to mind when you think about, man, somebody that gains freedom or a group of people that gain freedom. But one of those that comes to mind right now off the top of my head is Free Willy. Free Willy is one of those great movies that, man, that movie made me just bawl as a kid. Like, I would just cry, and maybe even now as an adult. And I know you're laughing, so go ahead and stop laughing at me, uh, because you know that you all cry, too, when that big whale with his floppy fin jumps over those rocks and gets free, and he kind of, you know, goes over, and then, like, you're just crying, and there's this moment of, like, oh, my gosh, it's so amazing. There's this freedom that happens. Well, why is it that we like a story like that? How come we like that? I think that we all love a story of freedom. But today, for you, I want to ask you this question. What about a story of freedom in your own life? Do you think you could use that today? Going into these verses that we're going to take a look at in John 8, verse 31 to 38, uh, when we go into these verses, Jesus had just shared that he is the light of the world. And it actually says in John 8, 30, that many of them came to believe in him. Jesus then wants to clarify whether the faith and newfound freedom of these people is genuine or not. So, if you have your Bible or if you have the U Version Bible app, go ahead and open that up to John 8, 31 is where we're going to read today. And so I'm going to read along, and if you would just follow along with me, it'll also be on the screen for you today. It says this So, Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Now, this is a great passage of Scripture for us to be able to look at when it comes to this idea of freedom. And there's a few things in here that I want you to be able to to take today, a few things in this passage that I want you to know specifically about being a free person in God through Christ. And that first one is this. Free people are disciples who hold on to the Word of God. Free people are disciples. A disciple is someone who has surrendered their life to Jesus Christ, therefore being saved from their sin. And now they pursue after Jesus more and more. Is that you? Are you a disciple? You see, the litmus litmus test of true discipleship is abiding, which means continuing, remaining. It means persevering in the Bible. Are you abiding in the word of God? A lot of these people that Jesus is talking to were not genuine disciples because Jesus actually said in verse 37 that his word found no place in them. They were captivated by him. They were captivated by his miracles, but not by his lordship. So they wanted to see this amazing thing happen. They wanted to see these amazing miracles, but they tr- they didn't, they, and they struggled to trust in him as Lord. Now, the truth of God's word did not find a warm and receptive place in their hearts at this time. They, like some of you watching today, may have reacted gladly to it at first, but then you tossed it aside when things got difficult or when maybe times got a little bit tough and it, or you got just maybe even just too busy. So what does it mean to continue in God's word through abiding in it that Jesus is talking about right here? It means that you hold on to the teachings of Jesus. It means that you are willing to let the Bible dominate you in all areas of life. It also means that you allow it to bring every area of life under its control. It means that even when you don't like something in the Bible, that you still obey it, and then you pray for God to change your heart. It means you take a much longer term perspective on things in life. You look at the big picture. Man, in this day and age, with the idea of so many things that come quickly and leave quickly, this idea of of instant everything, we we have uh, instant friends, we have instant diets, we have instant relationships, all of those things that come so quickly and also leave so quickly. But here's the thing, anyone can live for Jesus for a day, but a true disciple does it for a lifetime. Is that you? The problem is that we want the Bible to validate the things that we already feel and the things that we think we know. You know, someone has actually come up with a diet of several years ago where it allows you to eat as much meat and as much butter that you can take in. and allows you to lose weight. Like how, you know, what, what a crazy time to be alive, right? I'm actually working on a Chick-fil-A diet that does the same thing. I'm testing it. It's not actually worked out just yet. But some people in today's world will find a Bible verse. They'll take it out of context, and then they will then, they will then use it to actually as the main reason for a lifestyle, for a lifestyle of sin. Can anyone really think that they have the Bible mastered to the point that their life or their thinking is never going to change? You see, the Bible is clear from cover to cover that we need constant contact with it to both change and grow. Verse 32 actually says, When you know the truth, it will set you free. And the only pathway to the truth is the Bible. Our emotions and our feelings, they mislead us constantly, constantly. We get led down difficult roads because we think we felt something or because of an emotion of sadness or of anger or of joy and happiness and excitement, and it leads us to a, a difficult path. You know, I remember back uh, when I was in, uh, as a teenager, even as a college student, uh, you know, dating uh, different girls and, uh, and kind of looking for the one. Well, let me tell you this. I found the one like four times before I actually found my wife. And so my emotions and my feelings were leading me down a path that wasn't ultimately the best option and the best, you know, best way for me to go. What are the things that you have in your life, the emotions and the feelings that you're going through, the things that you're facing? How are those things affecting you right now? Because here's what I know. Our emotions and our feelings are not truth. They mislead us constantly. And God's word is the truth that we need to cling to it and it will never mislead you. But are you trusting in it? Are you abiding in it? you have that and hold that into your heart, that you take God's word in, that you let it consume you and flow out of you with everything that you have. The second thing that I would love for you here today is this, that free people discover truth in the word of God. They discover truth. We see God's word and we know that God's word is truth, but so often we want to pick and choose the parts that maybe fit us or fit our emotions, that fit our agenda, that fit our lifestyle. But the truth that we see in God's word speaks to us, it convicts us, it molds us, it shapes us to become more like his son, Jesus. To seek truth apart from Jesus is self-defeating because he alone is the way, the truth, and the life. It's mentioned in John fourteen six. You see, our freedom in Christ therefore assists us as we walk in the light of God's law as the expression of God's will for our lives. You see, the freedom that we have in Christ, it allows us to continue on. It allows us to live our daily life and to go about the things that we do, but walking in the truth of God's word. But the only way that you can walk in the truth of God's word is if you actually open up God's word. If you actually read it and you you take it in and you let it consume you, and as I said just a moment ago, when you abide in it, then, man, it changes everything about you. It changes the way that you make decisions and the choices you make, the lifestyle that you live. See, if we reject the word of God, we will not be able to discern We will not be able to understand or even desire the truth. God's word is the truth. When the word of God is rejected, truth is lost. I think we live in a world today where we see that that God's word is rejected by so many people. And truth seems to be this, this relative thing where people struggle like, well, this is your truth and this is my truth. No, there is one truth and it's God's truth, but it's only found in Scripture. Our job as a disciple is to take that in and let it change us and be, let us become more like his son Jesus, but then to also take that to the world and to be able to take that to the world and be able to proclaim it and share it and say, here's what I even thought, but here's what God's word means and what, what God's word teaches is truth. And so I had to give up the things that I thought or the things that I was feeling and allow God's word to take over my life. But then we need to take that message to the people that we meet, to the people down our street, to our friends, our family, our coworkers, our, our classmates, See, Paul actually warns Timothy in 2 Timothy four verse three, says, "For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions." And this—if this doesn't speak to today's world, I don't know what does, because this is—it could be a, this is a time when people will not listen to, to sound teaching, and the idea of God's word is truth. But they have these, these itching ears, these ears that they, they want to be able to hear something that's going to accumulate, they're going to take it in for themselves, the teachers to suit their own passions. They will find somebody that speaks or that teaches on the things that they believe is truth, the things that they feel, the things that they, in the way that they live their lifestyle. If this, if this pastor or this teacher or this individual or this leader won't speak and, and, and think of me you know, in a good way and won't speak to me in what I consider truth, then I'll go find somebody that does. We've probably all have even been in that place of saying, you know what, I don't, my boss that's speaking to me, I don't really like what he's saying or how he wants my work ethic to be, so I'm going to go find a boss that does. Some of us, we find a, a, a leader or a pastor or a, a church and we think, well, they're speaking against something that I'm doing, so I'm going to go find another one that won't talk against you know, the things that I'm doing. But well, here's the thing, when you're in a place where God's word is preached and proclaimed and taught and God's word speaks to you and it's convicting you. Maybe it's time that you start to look at it and actually evaluate and realize and recognize what are the things that you feel and the things that you, uh, you know, these emotions that you have, do they line up with God's word? Because that's what I think Paul's talking to Timothy right here. You can actually look at today's, you know, bestseller section in bookstores or on Kindle's top books right now. Uh, People will find someone who will speak what they agree on. And even if it's false information, have you been on Facebook lately? So much false information going around one side and the other, and everybody, you know, mad at the other side and all these things. It's rare these days for someone to actually ask themselves, is it possible that I could actually be wrong about something or about this particular topic? And now many of you are sitting there and you're hearing me say this and you're thinking, yeah, so-and-so needs to hear that. So-and-so needs to ask themselves, is it possible they could be wrong? No, I'm talking to you. If you're watching and you're listening right now, I want you to ask yourself this question. Is it possible that I could actually be wrong about blank, whatever it is, a truth, a political thing, a a cultural issue, whatever it may be? So what are some essential truths that you can know today when it comes to this idea of of truth that we see? When free people discover truth is the word of God, but what are some essential truths that we can see in God's word? Letter A, God's truth can set anyone free, can set anyone free see, it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what your job is, what your, your status is, uh, your, your, you know, how much money you have in your bank account and uh, all these kinds of things. It doesn't matter any of that. No matter who you are, God is there to save you. His grace is extended to you. It is set for anyone to experience freedom. God's grace is enough for you and for everybody. Here's what I'd love for you to do right now. You've got somebody maybe in your own heart that you've been praying for. Someone, a family member, a friend, a coworker that you've been praying for, you know they need a relationship with Christ. What I would love for you to do right now is in the comments section, write the first name, type out the first name of that person that you're praying for, that person that you're investing in, and that you would love to see them have a life that is changed by the gospel. Go ahead, type it right now in the comments section. We'll add them to our prayer list this week. But just type their first name so you're not calling anybody out in case they're watching, because man, if they're watching, how awesome would that be right now? Romans 10, verse 13 says this for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone, for everyone, anyone that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It doesn't say for this certain group of people and they call on the name of the Lord or for this group of people that live here or have this job or this status. If they call on the name of the Lord, they will be saved. No, it says anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you call on the name of Jesus and you surrender your life to Him, then you have eternal life with Him in glory. But here's the thing. If you don't do this, then you remain to stand before God and give an account of your sin that will separate you from from him for all eternity. My hope is that you would turn your life over to Christ, that you would be able to stand before God and he would say, you have a relationship with my son Jesus, you can enter into my presence for all eternity. I want you to know and understand something. No one watching this right now, you are not beyond saving. No matter what you've done, that God will welcome you home. He will let you return into his arms simply by calling on his name and repenting of your sin. Letter B is that God's truth can set you free from any sin. Any sin. Any sin that you have, you think, well, you don't know what I've done. You don't know the things that I've, I've done, the temptations that I have, the things that I did on Friday night, or the things that I'm planning to do this next week. You don't know the sin that's in my life. It doesn't matter. Here's why. Because God has covered all sin. He's covered all sin with the blood of Jesus Christ. No sin is beyond the covering of, of Jesus' blood that he shed on the cross. James 5.15, the second half of it, Letter uh, James 5.15 says, and if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. You'll be forgiven. If you have committed any sin, you will be forgiven. You have an opportunity to, to place your faith and trust in Christ no matter who you are, no matter the things that you've done. And it says that if you have committed any sin, which every one of us falls into that category, you will be forgiven. Call the name of Jesus. Be forgiven over your sins Allow Him to begin to change your life. You see, to find some sort of freedom from sin does not begin by denying our desires, simply praying more, or even having an accountability partner. Saying something doesn't exist when it really does will not make it disappear. There must be a realization that we have been redeemed of our sin, from our sin, by the death of Jesus on the cross. Then we must make a plan to destroy that sin from our life by using the gospel of Jesus. A famous pastor and author uh, from years ago, John Owen, said this, Be killing sin, or sin will be killing you. So many people in this world right now, you watching as well, that you have sin that is killing you, it is crushing you from the inside, that it's weighing on you day in and day out, that it is heavy, it is this heavy burden that you are bearing. My encouragement for you comes from that quote, Kill sin, destroy it by using the gospel realize that you have a newfound freedom in Christ. If you have a relationship with him, you have a freedom. You have a freedom that you can experience where the chains, the shackles of sin has no hold on you. But you have to continue to kill sin day in and day out because Satan is going to attack you. He's going to tempt you. and He's gonna try to draw you away from God. So you need to take on sin and attack it by using the gospel. Otherwise, it's gonna kill you from within. It's gonna crush you. Letter C is that God's truth can set you free forever. Once you have accepted the free gift of salvation in Jesus, you are covered. You no longer have to supply any form of payment to cover your sin. Doesn't that give you freedom in itself to realize, man, Jesus saved me by dying on the cross in my place and there is no payment that I have to pay any longer. Those of you that don't have a relationship with Christ, you still are responsible for that payment unless you would place your faith and trust in Jesus and allow Him to infiltrate your life and allow His Word to begin to change you, to begin to mold you and shape you to become more like Him. Hebrews 10 18 says, And when sins have been forgiven, there is no need to offer any more sacrifice. It's been covered completely and fully. The sin that you have in your life has been covered, and not just for a moment not just for a year, not just for even your lifetime, but it's been covered for all eternity. The sins that you have in your life have been paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. You see, nothing else needs to be done. This sacrifice has been made and the payment has been paid. When you finally surrender all that you have and all that you are, you will discover this strange thing called freedom. You'll begin to experience it. It's only by becoming a slave to Jesus that we ever truly find freedom. And I know that sounds kind of contradictory. It sounds kind of opposite when you, when you hear it and you look at it, but it's only becoming a slave to Jesus that we ever truly find freedom. And I still have one more point to share with you, but here's kind of just a sermon in a sentence that I want to give you for today. True freedom in Christ comes when you realize you have nothing to prove to anyone because in Christ, God fully approves of you. That's something that you can take to heart today is that true freedom in Christ comes when you realize you have nothing left to prove to anyone because in Christ, God fully approves of you. He fully approves of you. He knows who you are. He knows what you've done. He knows your heart. And when you turn and you repent of your sin and you bring yourself to him and you humbly surrender your life to him, that he fully approves of you. The, king, the God, the, the, the one who has this kingdom of, of all creation, like he knows you and he says, I approve of you because you have a relationship with my son, Jesus Christ. He wants to embrace you and he wants to welcome you home. The truth number three that I have for you today is this. Free people find their freedom in the truth. They find their freedom in the truth. You see, the truth is found in the gospel of Jesus in his life, death, and his burial for the sins of the world. The truth will set you free when you remain faithful to it. See, free people find their freedom in the truth, the freedom that we read about in God's word when we can discover it. And the whole, the whole Bible is, is covered about this story of redemption, the story of freedom, the story of, of setting us free. 1 John 2, verse 24 says this, so you must remain faithful to what you have been taught from the beginning. If you do, you will remain in fellowship with the Son and with the Father. Remain faithful from what you have been taught If you do, you remain in fellowship with the Son and with the Father. The freedom spoken of here is a specific freedom. It's a freedom from sin. You see, Jesus says in verse 34 of John 8 that we are all enslaved to sin. We're enslaved to it. It holds us down. It it keeps the shackles on us. It keeps us from experiencing everything that's there for us to experience in God. And whether we want to admit it or not, each of us is a slave to sin. Look in this passage of John 8 at the progression of this freedom from sin. Look at the progression here. It says, uh, when we believe in Jesus, uh, then we hold on fiercely to his word, we learn more about him, and then we find a greater freedom and victory in our lives. This is true freedom. This is the freedom that we're talking about today. Real freedom comes from submission to the word of God. See, the world thinks freedom is throwing off all these social restraints and doing whatever we want, but that's not freedom. No, that's slavery. That's slavery to our passions and our lusts. That's slavery to sin, Freedom is experiencing truth in Christ. Real freedom is the ability to say no to the temporary pleasures of sin and to hold out for the fulfilling joy that comes in Christ. Another pastor and author, uh, D.A. Carson, says this, True freedom is not the liberty to do anything we please, but the liberty to do what we ought. And it is genuine liberty because doing what we ought now pleases us. That's what true freedom is. Is that when we experience something, when we have this, this liberty to do what we ought to do, that's genuine liberty because doing what we ought to do now pleases us, that we are, find our joy and we get excited and we get fulfillment in the fact that we are doing the things that we, we do. We do it out of the love that we've already experienced in Christ. We don't do it to earn his love, but because he has already loved us, now we are going to then do the things that we need to do. We're going to obey and we are going to live this life where he is glorified in this. So those who are spiritually maturing in their faith understand that genuine freedom is the ability to say no to anything that's going to hinder their enjoyment of Christ. Our hope is not found in ourselves and in our ability to perfectly fulfill a list of Bible reading requirements or even check off a spiritual disciplines checklist, but we are dependent on God who does the work in us. And his son, Jesus, has already done the greatest work for us. The gospel of Jesus removes the chains of slavery and gives us freedom as a son or as a daughter of God. As we persevere in the word of God, we will understand more about Jesus and we will be increasingly liberated from the sin that enslaves us to joylessness. Don't let your sin continue to steal your joy. What is hindering your enjoyment of Christ right now? What is that thing that's in your life that's keeping you from experiencing the fulfillment of joy that God offers in his son, Jesus? What sin has a hold on your life right now that you can't seem to break free from? A relationship with Jesus can take care of all of that. You can cover all of that. Now, there's a Jesus-specific reason that you're watching right now. He wants you to hear and know this loud and clear. You are loved right now, right where you're at. No matter what you've done, you are welcomed home. Trust in him. Trust in who he is. Take in the experience of having a relationship with Christ, and that's my hope for you today is that you would look at these different truths that we're able to pull out of John 8 and that you take them to heart, that you take them into your, uh, your own mind and to your own soul and you allow them to change you. That you allow God's word just to, to come into your heart and that you allow it to begin to, to abide, that you are abiding in his word so that you're allowing it to fulfill this joy that you have been looking for, that you've been longing for. That you begin into the temptation, the sinful things and the lustful desires of this world. And the world tells you one thing is truth. And the world tells you, if you do this, you will experience joy and success and fulfillment. But God's word says, no, if you place your faith and trust in me, then you will experience fulfillment. Then you will experience joy. When you abide in God's word and you allow it to change everything about you in the way that you serve people, in the way that you love people, and the way that you show compassion and mercy, the way that you treat your spouse, the way that you treat your kids, the way that you treat your boss or those that, that, that you're the boss of, that you are a leader for. Right now, I want you to just think to yourself, what are the things that you have in your life, those temptations or those sins that are hindering the joy that you can experience, the fulfillment that you can find in a relationship with Christ? You probably already have things that have come to your mind. My hope is that today you will wanna release those you want to surrender your life and hand it over to him so right now i'm going to close in prayer and i want you to just think of those things that you have and be able just to lay those at the feet of the lord right now so let's pray father god i just want to thank you father for your word father how it does not return void to any one of us god that your word speaks to each and every one of us in times of trouble in times of guilt in times of shame also in times of joy and Father, I pray that everybody watching today, Lord, that they would experience the fulfillment of joy in your son, Jesus. Because Lord, I pray today that they would take the things that are driving them away from you. Father, the things that have built up a wall between you and them, God, I pray that they would wanna lay those at your feet. Father, they would wanna surrender that to, the, to you right now. God, for those that don't have a relationship with you that are watching right now, God, I pray that they would know that you know them, that you love them, that they are watching right now for a reason to hear about you who loves them so much that you would send your one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, have a blessed day.